Sports Buds, it's the Weekly Pick'em Show. We've arrived at week 11. I'm Chris Billings, joined by Tony Parlay Reyes and Nicholas Kerr. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Nick, I'll start with you. I'm doing fantastic. I'm ready to talk this week of football. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, Mr. Tony Parlay Reyes, how you doing? You had a bye week, by the way. That's why you're so happy. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. know, I know the Ready feeling. Ready to get some football back. <laughs> uh, Mr. Reyes, how are you doing? Happy as a clam, man. Happy as always. Love, Love to talk some football. Still bringing slang from the 1970s. <laughs> We're old. All right. As for last week, let's talk a little bit about that. How we did week 10. Me and Nick both did 10 and 4, bouncing back finally. Mm-hmm. Tony was an even 500 at 7 and 7. In terms of the season, Tony's still leading 57.7%. Pretty ridiculous. I'm back in the green, 51%. And then Nick is at 47.6%. So, time for week 11. Let's jump into it, boys. All right, for week 11, our bi-week teams are the Falcons, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Saints. Honestly, three out of those four teams very much need a bi-week, so good for them. Let's jump into our Sunday games. We're going to start off first with Chicago Bears at the Lions. Lions favor double digits in this one, 10 points. Nick, let's start with you. I'm going to take the Lions in this. All right. Nick, I'm in agreement. I'm taking the Lions. When they have been winning, they've been winning by sizable amounts. I think they've been averaging, I think, about 14 points in their wins. So, yeah, give me the Lions. Tony. Oh, Lonely Island, sir. Tell us why you're picking the Bears. Where else would I be? I never get these Lions games right. 10 points feels like a lot. I mean, everyone's going to be betting this Lions team, especially after they won that game against the Chargers. I know the Bears beat the Panthers on Thursday night. Had a little bit of extra time to prepare. I just feel like 10 points is too much, man. I think that the Lions win, but it's closer than that. Say Tyson Badgett and 10 points is is being fair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, moving forward. Chargers at Packers. Chargers favored only by a field goal in Lambeau Field. Jump back to Nick on this one. Who you got? I'm actually surprised at myself, but I got more faith in Justin Herbert than I do in Jordan Love right now, so I'm taking the Chargers. Hey, I'm with you. I'm I'm being perfectly consistent. Said Jordan Love was the bust of the season. Also shit on um, Justin Herbert quite a bit here in the last few episodes, but no. <laughs> Give me Justin Herbert and the Chargers in this game. <laughs> I think that, yeah, they can they can beat the Packers soundly in this one. If not, Brand Staley, hot seat. Tony, back on the Lonely Island. Tell us why you're picking the Pack. Because this game is stupid. And Brandon Staley, he lives on the hot seat. He's going to lose this game, and everyone's going to talk about him being fired or not. And the Packers, I mean, they, they're they competitive in games. They don't get blown out. I can easily see them in a game where all of a sudden the Chargers lose this game. They may have some turnovers late whether, rather than the Packers win. They're at home. Give me the Packers at home and the points in this one for sure. All 
Alright. Fair. And a little game we like to call Who's Actually Watching This Game? We got the Giants at the Commanders. <laughs> Washington favored by 10 points in this one. I'll start with Tony, fresh off his lonely island. Talk to us a little bit about Giants and Commanders. 10 points again, again, Sam Howell. I think, I know that I just watched Tommy DeVito just get destroyed by the Cowboys, but I just feel like that's a lot for a division game. And the Commanders and Sam Howell, they came off of a tough loss out there in Seattle. They played all the way to the end. I just, I think the Commanders probably still win, but again, 10 points, that's like way too many points for this division game. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tony. I do still believe that the Commanders win this game, but it's just too many points. I can't sleep comfortably at night at taking the Commanders with 10 points <laughs> yeah. in any NFL game. I'm just not there. So yeah, give me the Giants as well. So, that's a family play. We all got the Giants. Okay. We have Cowboys at Panthers. I guess people will be watching this game. Dallas favored by 10.5 points in this one. Nick, we'll start with you. Yeah, I gotta take the Cowboys here. My sister gave me shit last week for not uh, taking the Cowboys plus 16 and a half so taking the Cowboys here yeah I I don't see how the Cowboys especially with that defense and how bad um Carolina's offense is with Bryce Young at the moment just yeah give me give me the Cowboys with this one let's check in with our resident Cowboy expert who's apparently picking the Panthers <laughs> tell us why <laughs> trap game here Trap game here, ten and a half points. Cowboys looking a little bit forward to Thanksgiving. Cowboys not the same team on the road that they are at home. They usually blow teams out at home, not typically on the road as much. I just think that the Panthers, with all those comments being made about possibly David Tepper moving on from the entire coaching staff, that the heat is on them, that they're going to go ahead and try and perform this week, and they're going to try and throw everything they can. The hook, 10.5, I feel like that's probably about right. I feel like it's probably going to be around 10 points to 9. I just don't like it, man. I feel like the Panthers are going to cover here. All right. Buddy, it ain't that coaching staff, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the San Francisco 49ers. San Fran also favored by double digits. They're favored by 11 in this one. Nick, let's start with you. Talk to us about Bucks Niners. Yeah, Chris, I'm going to go with the Niners in this one. They got back to almost full strength last week, and you saw what they did to the Jaguars. That Jaguars seems better than this Titans team, so taking the, or better than this Bucks team, I'm going to take the Niners. All right. Tony, talk to us about the uh, Bucks Niners. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Nick. That Niners team, full strength again. They definitely made their statement against the Jags. And the fact that this game is in San Francisco, Bucks having to fly cross-country, I do not like that for them. Niners at home, I just feel like they roll this Bucks team. I, just, I don't think the Bucks can hang with them on the line. I don't think they'll be able to block them. Once they got that Chase Young-Bosa combination, like, it's really going to be a lot of... It's going to cause problems for a lot of offensive lines, so... 11 feels like a lot, but I, I easily think the Niners win this by two scores. 
Ah, looks like I'm on my lonely island. Um, yeah, I'm I'm siding with the Bucks on this one. That just seems like too big of a spread. I think that the Bucks can potentially cover. Um, and Niners just they have these games where they 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 play it a little too close, play down to their competition sometimes. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks on this one. I'll go on my lonely island. All right. Last game of our appetizer round here. We have the Titans at Jaguars. Jags favored by six and a half points. Tony, let's start with you. This was a tough one for me. I Six and a half feels about right. Titans coming off of a bad loss to the Bucks, where they really couldn't get anything going offensively. They missed a field goal, and they couldn't really get into the red zone there. I mean, in the end zone there. And the Jaguars got humiliated by the Niners, so I feel like they're going to bounce back. Usually when teams get crushed like that, they play a lot better the next week. They're at home. I'll take the Jags. I think they win this easily by about a touchdown. All right, all right. Nick, how about yourself? Titans or Jags? Yeah, Tony, I'm right there with you. I I think this is a big bounce-back week for Trevor Lawrence and these uh, Jags. I think that they, they're going to take that, that loss to heart last week and they're going to come out and uh, take it out on these Tennessee Titans. I got the Jags in this by at least a touchdown. All right. I'm going to do a flip in it. I couldn't get a read on this game flip either. Um, <clears throat> could Will Levis potentially come out and have a scoring fest? Could the Jags just play down to their competition like they sometimes do as well? I don't know. And then also Jags... Um, struggle at home a little bit as well so this time i'm going with the red m&m poker chip <laughs> that was a terrible flip. let's do that again mulligan there we go <laughs> oh we have tails so i'm taking the titans i'm on a lonely island with the titans <laughs> i regret so taking that, that first immediately. Clip. <laughs> Uh, I probably should have just picked the Jags in this game. Okay, those were our appetizer games. We're gonna jump to our next section and get start getting into our main course games that we want to discuss. Getting into some of our main course games now. One of our focus games: the Raiders at Dolphins. Dolphins fresh off a of bye week, favored by 12 points. We'll start with our South Floridian himself, Nicholas J. Kerr. Talk to us about Raiders Dolphins. Yeah, Chris. So Antonio Pierce is 2-0 as interim head coach, but those wins are against the Giants and the Jets. Stopping two and Tyreek is going to be prove much more difficult for them. I believe that their party is going to stop. They're not going to be smoking their cigars in the in the locker room this week. And because the Dolphins are coming off a bye, they had a tough loss in Germany against Kansas City. But Miami at home has won 16 of the last 18 games, and they're getting Devon Achain back. Plus, this team's probably going to be about as healthy as it's been all year. The Dolphins are 3-0 against the spread at home, and that includes two lines that are double digits, which this one is. As far as the Raiders, the home team's covered in their last seven games. So it's about to be eight in a row. I'm taking Dolphins. All right, Tony, Raiders or Dolphins? I'm right there with Nick. 
I feel like this is just like a horrible spot for the Raiders. Going cross country, like Nick said, coming off the bye, their team's fully healthy. You know McDaniel's got something cooked up for the Raiders. I think that their emotional wins are going to wear thin here. And I just, Aiden O'Connell against Fangio, like this this just has disaster and pick six written all over it. I don't know. I, I definitely like the Dolphins to win big here. This That's what that's got written all over it to me. Guess I'm on a lonely island <laughs> with the Raiders and Max Crosby and Antonio Pierce. Tony, remind me again, who'd you pick last week? <laughs> the Jets. That's right. <laughs> You said Antonio Purse that, that that whole party was going to come crashing down and that I think you compared him to Jeff Saturday, right? That's right. That's right. Right. That's right. He's now 2 and 0. How many coach. wins did Jeff Saturday have? Um, he had one. He had Are you one. Sure? <laughs> he had one. Um, but yeah, no. Give me Antonio Pierce, give me the Raiders. Like, I think you all are just, you have that 70-point Broncos beat down in your brains, which, hey, fair, I have it in my brain as well. But I don't see the Raiders just getting completely blown out in this game. They do lose, but I think they keep it close. I think they can keep it in within 10 points. That's why just 12 is, it's a weird number for me. Um, 10, I might have been a little more hesitant at. 9, I probably would have gone with the Dolphins. But yeah, 12's weird to me. Give me the Raiders to cover in this game. Alright, moving forward. Seahawks at Rams, a divisional matchup. These two foes faced in Week 1, and the Rams walked away with a victory. And now we head to Los Angeles, where the Seahawks are a road favorite. Only one point. So, effectively, this is a pick'em game. I will start with you, Mr. Parlay Reyes. This was tough. I, I did see that Matt Stafford is going to come back and play for the Rams. I think that Seattle has the right personnel to match up with the receivers the Rams have. I like the secondary for the Seahawks against those wide receivers for the Rams. And the Rams won the first one. I think they split here. I think Seattle wins this one close on the road. I'm going to go ahead and take Seattle. All right, Nick. Yeah, Tony, I'm right there with you. Uh, Geno Smith and this Seahawks team are coming off a, a pretty good week. So I think, yeah, if they would have won that game earlier in the year, I could I could see myself picking the the Rams here because I do believe that these these teams have always played very evenly, so I do think they split it. So I'm going to take the Seahawks here. All right, all right. Um, so fun little fact: they haven't split this series since 2020. It's usually been one team that that sweeps the table in this. But with that said. Sean McVay, 9-5 against Pete Carroll, and Seattle already lost at home 30-13. Uh, like, Rams had 426 total yards that week. They held the ball twice as long. They basically had the ball for 40 minutes to Seattle's 20. They had 27 first downs. Stafford had 334 yards. But things have definitely changed for the Rams. They've lost four out of their last five. They do not look like that week one team. I do see Pete Carroll bouncing back. Like they've looked a lot more consistent 
over the past few weeks, and I see them bouncing back, winning this game decisively. Um, Geno Smith has had success against the Rams, and I think he's going to continue to do so. I think that was more of a fluke outlier game, so I do see Geno Smith t- becoming 3-1 and one against the Rams after this game. So, family play. We all got Seattle on this one. All right, moving forward, a game that we're talking about only because of the QBs that are involved. We have the Arizona Cardinals at the Houston Texans. Kyler versus C.J. Stroud. Texans favored by four points. Nick, we'll jump back to you. Talk to us about Houston versus Arizona. Yeah, Chris, this one, I I almost had a flip in it here because Kyler Murray excited people last week. He, he, He was back to doing his own thing. But the reason I'm gonna take the Texans this week is because CJ Stroud's been doing it all year. He didn't just do it for one week. He didn't just have one comeback game. He's been doing it all year. I think him and D'Amico Ryans have things going on. I'm going to take the Texans at home. All right. All right. I'm in agreement with you, Nick. I'm also taking the Texans, but I will say last game, Kyler had a big game, 249 yards, led the final opening drive. I really do think that between Kyler, James Conner, Matt Prater at kicking, they they can compete offensively. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the problem is with their defense right now, which yeah. ranks 30th in points allowed, 26th in yards allowed, 30th in rush yards allowed, and 32nd in first downs allowed. So that's where I just I lose faith in the Cardinals competing in this game. I do see C.J. Stroud and the Texans winning by a touchdown or more. Tony. Oh, no. He's on the Lonely Island. Tell us why you're taking Kyler in the cards. This is the trap right here. Everyone's going to be betting C.J. Stroud and the Texans after what they've seen. Even when, if you believe that, they beat the Bengals by a field goal. They beat the Bucks by a field goal. This is a four-point spread at home against Kyler Murray, who is from Texas. I'm sure he can't wait to play in Houston again. I don't know why the overhead cam only exists for Falcons games, but we all saw Kyler Murray. He looks pretty healthy. He's scrambling. He's making plays again. Four points just feels like you're getting an extra point for free here. Like, you should get three at home, and I'm like, okay, they win those games by three. This extra point, like, this seems like a red flag to me. I'll jump on that extra point of value all day, every day. Give me the Cardinals in this one. All right. Much like with cars, in terms of stadiums, usually if you have a Mercedes, it's going to be better <laughs> and have some better features <laughs> than others. So that, that's probably why they have the overhead cam there. Um, all right. Good point, Chris. Just saying. <laughs> get into our final focus game before we get into our meat and potatoes. Jets at Bills. Both teams coming off some rough weeks. Uh, Buffalo at home, favored by a touchdown. Tony, we'll jump back to you off your lonely island. Talk to us about Jets versus Bills. Well, Chris, as you talked to me about Antonio Pierce and the Raiders game against the Jets, this Jets team is a no bet for me. There's just no way. Like Zach Wilson, I've seen enough. 
Uh, he doesn't know how to play quarterback. I will continue to reiterate that. You can talk to me about the offensive line all you want. I don't care. Zach Wilson stinks. The Bills need this game with in the worst, beyond the worst way. This is like a must win. If they don't win, their season's going to be over. They're going to throw everything they can at Zach Wilson at home. This is Bills blowout written all over it. Like they, the Bills are going to go ahead and blow them out because nobody believes in them right now. Nobody's going to bet on them. Bills are winning this game. For a lot of those reasons that you just gave, I'm going with the Jets because I just I think there's blood in the water in terms of the Bills right now, and everyone senses it. Like Jets can see this as their bounce back game, just like the Broncos saw this as their bounce back game. Um, Bills just fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, middle of the week on a Tuesday. So like I'm sure that's going to affect some things going forward as well. Josh Allen, like he's he's rattled um, right now. Like he just he has some things in his head right now that are affecting his game, and I don't see that just randomly getting corrected on a short week. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm taking the Jets. I think they sense blood in the water. I think they're going to build a game plan around Zach Wilson that's going to keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. They're just going to run, run, run. They're going to game manage like a motherfucker, lean on their defense. And so, yeah, I I see the Jets actually winning this game, to be perfectly honest. So, Nick has a flip in it Flippin to break it. the tie between me and Tony and see who is on the Lonely Island. Yeah, it goes against everything in me to pick either one of these teams right now because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but <clears throat> the Jets' defense is really good. But you can't trust Zach Wilson. Can Bill's you trust defense is, Josh Allen, though? <laughs> Bill's defense is pretty good. But Josh Allen has an interception in six games in a row. So I'm, I'm going to flip it here. Tails. Taking the Jets. Yeah, but, Tony. <laughs> All right. <Fuck> you. <laughs> All right. You think that the Raiders are better than the Bills. That's what Billings thinks. That's not me. I mean, right now, <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> what you just said, right? I mean, just, like, just, that's I've, what you I've, said. Been, I've been saying it for a while. Raiders got some good people on that roster. They do. Yeah, so. they definitely have the talent. So when they get boat raced down in South Florida, we'll we'll, we'll, re, we'll revisit this. We'll talk about this talent right. that they have. Well, check us out in the post game, people. All right. On to our meat and potatoes, our featured game of the week. Now, our featured game for Week 11, a rematch of Week 2. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Browns favored by four points in this one. Let's take a little walk to Paul Brown Stadium there in Cleveland. Nick, let's talk Steelers-Browns. Yeah, Chris, the, the, the AFC North this year is probably one of the tightest divisions in the NFL right now. With Every team's within striking distance of first place. And that includes these Steelers and Browns, who are both at 6-3 and three on the season. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh currently owns the tiebreaker with that Week 2 win. But the Browns are playing much better of late. Their last game, they came back from 15 against the Ravens to end up winning that game late. And so far on the year, they're 5-3-1 and one against the spread. And at home, they're actually 4-1 and one against the spread. Pittsburgh, by the way, is 2-1 and one on the road against the spread. 
this, these teams did play a close game in week two. I expect this game to be close, but I think that the Browns do pull it out at home. All right, Nick. All right. I'm in agreement with you. I'm also taking the Browns. I think that that week two matchup on Monday Night Football was a bit of a fluke. Um, I mean, to go through it, the reason that the Steelers won that game was you had Alex Highsmith that karate chopped um, the ball out of Sean Watson's hands. TJ Watt did a scoop and score in the fourth quarter. I mean, they began the night with an Alex Highsmith pick six. Like, basically, he single-handedly took them down. Um, the only thing I will say for the Browns is they have the most turnovers in the league right now at 19. Steelers have the most takeaways in the league at 18. So, I do think turnovers are going to be key to this matchup, just like they were in Week 2. But I think for the Browns, like, you got to get Jerome Ford involved. Get Jerome Ford involved. He's able to run the ball. You're able to hold, hold the ball, win the battle for time of possession. I think that goes a long way for Cleveland when they do win these games. I also do want to note that the games that Cleveland has lost this year, P.J. Walker lost to Seattle. Dorian Thompson-Robinson lost to the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, like, for me, it's just... Their win last week, they possessed the ball for 10 minutes longer than Baltimore. Four field goals from Dustin Hopkins, 24 first downs. For me, it's, yes, you need to run the ball, you need to control time of possession, and then also you have to win the turnover battle, which I think the Browns can too. I don't think they're going to let Alex Heisman just single-handedly beat them in this game. So I do see the Browns winning by a touchdown. In this so, that leaves us with Tony. Oh no! On the island, tell us why you're on the Steel City Island. You guys are 100% correct. Everything you guys said is correct. The Browns, 100 times out of 100, should win this game by more than four points. It's Mike Tomlin in this fucking Steelers team, dude. <laughs> it's Mike. I'm, there's no way I'm picking against this team, dude. No way. None of their games make sense. They could be 0-9, and, and I'd be like, yeah, they suck. Like, you watch their games. Somehow they're 6-3. They find ways to win games. It's grit. It's grind. It's defense. It's penalties. It's an offensive play here. It's picket to pick-ins here. It's like all of a sudden you're just like, oh, all of a sudden it's Jalen Warren with a 30-yard run here. Like, I'm not picking. The Steelers are going to win this game. The Steelers are going to win this game, and everyone's going to be like, what happened? The Browns kicker missed a field goal. The TJ Watt force fumbled on Deshaun Watson. This is what the fucking Steelers do. This is what they do all season. This team is going to win 10 games. They're going to go to the playoffs, and everyone's going to be like, how? How? Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. That's how. Like, this is that the standard is the standard. The Steelers are winning this game. They're getting an extra point besides the field goal here. Give me the Steelers all day, every day, because they win games that don't make sense. And that's how they're going to win this game in a way that doesn't make sense. Hey, would not be surprised. I mean, for the AFC North, you got the Bengals going up against the Ravens, you got the Steelers going up against the Browns this week. Who's going to be leading this division when it's all said and done? And we're talking next week in our post game. Nick? I think they all talk. I think that'd be hilarious. But, uh, that honestly, actually, I find that very hilarious. 
<laughs> no, I think uh, I think the Ravens are end up winning this division at the end of the week. Okay, Tony. Yeah, I'm right there. I'm right there. I'm right. Wait, if the Steelers would have the tiebreaker over the Ravens because they beat them, I don't know. If the Steelers have the tiebreaker because I think That's they'll true. have the same record. Tony, Tony, you picked the Ravens to win their game. So if <laughs> Ravens win, Steelers win. Ravens, I believe, would be leading the division. Yes. I don't. I they me, have the same like record I, though. Oh, no, maybe no, right. no, the Ravens know. have seven wins. The Ravens haven't had their bye yet. Okay. Okay. You're right. For, hey, for me, it's it's pretty clear cut. I picked the Bengals to win that game. I'm picking the Browns in this game, so it's going to be the Browns leading okay. the division at the end of this week. So, all right, that was our feature game of the week. That was our Sunday games. Thanksgiving coming up this week. We'll have just a probably a bunch of different episodes for you don't forget you got like three or four games on thursday got a black friday game this year hell yeah excited for that one yeah like yeah (laughs) 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 so all right everyone enjoy some football before you have to get you know hang out with family listen to your drunk uncle rants about politics and whatnot um so enjoy for tony parlay reyes Nicholas J. Kerr. I'm Chris Billings. I hope everyone has a great one. Good night. Thanks for watching the Sports Buds. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe.